Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz. And we are Katz. Alright, and welcome back to the show. So before we get to our main topic, uh, we have some news to report. Um, over the weekend, uh, we lost a great comic book writer. Dennis Denny O'Neill passed away at the age of 81. And he was one of the greats. He, he was one of the great one of the great writers in the Silver Age. Especially with his phenomenal run on Batman. So what we like to do is we like to take a moment of silence to pay our respect to uh, Dennis O'Neill. Alright, rest in peace, Dennis. Mm-hmm. Okay, so without further ado, let's start the show. Okay, so this past week was a very interesting week. A lot of gaming news and everything like that. Um, but let me set the tone. Originally, E3 was supposed to happen. Yeah. This week. But with, you know, with, with the coronavirus and everything, you know, uh, not just E3, but a lot of gaming conventions, anime conventions, pretty much the whole some, the, the whole convention season is pretty much just kaput. Mm-hmm. But luckily, a lot, of, a lot of people in the gaming industry and other industries that well are doing all these online things these online conventions and stuff like that so people can see not just from the industry point of view but also for the public and also the gaming communities and all the communities as well so with that in mind do we need e3 anymore Hmm. we don't know for sure but it kind of looks like it might be leaning towards I might have to say no. Yeah. Um, well, well, you know, because remember they were going to revamp it and all that stuff and mm-hmm. made it into a social experience for everybody, and although it's still industry-only stuff. Mm-hmm. And now with this, where the whole public got to see, and you know, not just um, you know because it's virtual, mm-hmm. but because there's now accessibility to the public. Mm-hmm. So. Assuming that, um, well, they will be back, but assuming that this whole issue with the coronavirus is uh, possibly dealt with in a way that, you know, we can, you know, go out and kind of get starting to the groove of going back to... Uh, the way of things were. Well, there's no way that's going to happen. Not not in a heartbeat. No, but yeah. But, 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 I, but, but, but the point know. is, you're going to have to go... Well, first of all, people have to save up money. They have to go back to Los Angeles. But that taste of accessibility will be gone. Not only that, but also... Because then, then they might they might play with the same rules. Like, okay, well, you know, we're still an industry-only thing. We're only, only going to bust this out and give invitations to uh, um, industry-only peoples. Right. Um, so that, like I said, that accessibility, that everybody got got a fair chance at watching all this stuff live, you know, just like everyone else, right. is practically gone. Mm-hmm. But the one thing, too, I, I, I want to bring up, too, is also being at the comfort of your own home. Instead of traveling, spending money, going across from wherever you are, take for, uh, take for example... Say we were in New York. We got invited to go to E3. You know? We had to pay for airlines. Mm-hmm. Pay for our hotel room. You know? That's like about at least... 
maybe a couple, maybe a grand or two. This is not just you. Right. And then, but not, not only that, too, but also, you know, food. <laughs> That's at trans- least a grand. Transportation. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say food would be a grand. More like maybe like a couple hundred bucks. Well, still, as I say it's a grand because depending where you go. Right. And it's, you know, since it's E3, the prices would naturally get jacked up. True, true. Um, but, yeah, see, all that adds up, you know. But then, and, that's, and that's just for two people. Right. Um, now, we, now look at it this way. Um, how the way IGN did their event this whole past week, and I have to say they did a really good job at it. Yeah, they had some moments where I was just like, eh, either they were kind of phoning it in or it was like pre-taped. Um, but it, 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 it's my opinion. I could be wrong, you know. But um, overall, they did a really good job, you know. Um, it was a great way to set. Uh, it was a great way for okay. We know that E three's gone, but we got this. It's not going to be like you know the greatest thing in the world. But at least we want to keep that spirit of you know the uh, like June is you know all eyes are here on June for for the gaming industry. Yeah, well, don't forget June gloom. Right. Plans can fall through. But, um, but yeah, but they, uh, I, I got, I'll give credit where credit is due. Um, not only that, too, but also, I was alright with this. And, like, the timing and everything like that. The one thing that I do have to say that was kind of interesting was. They started it early, but the reason why they started it early is because they wanted to show some really interesting speedruns. Most notably, one of the best speedruns that I saw was the Doom Eternal one, which uh, I saw beforehand, which was phenomenal. And they actually brought the actual speedrunner to do this. And, And I liked the way how they brought him in they brought uh, some of the developing team from uh, Idsoft. And uh, they talked about, okay, so how did you do this? How did you do that? I like that. I, I, I like that. That, that, was, that was interesting. And then each day was was a different flavor of the day when it comes to gaming content, trailers, ex- exclusive trailers, this, that, and blah, blah, blah. And the uh, PlayStation uh, well, yeah. presentation. No, no, I'm talking... No. No, we've already did a special on that. I'm just talking about in terms of what IGN was doing. You know, they were talking about it, blah, blah, blah. And then the countdown was going down. Yeah. And then, you know... And then they just went to it. They just went straight to it. Yeah. You know, PS5, blah, blah, blah. And then the post-reveal show, you know, where they they pretty much talk about it and like, wow, and stuff. Um, You know, in terms of that type of formatting and presentation and what have you, um, you know, it's not a bad job. It's not bad. It's it's actually pretty good. I liked how that went. Um, they made sure there were no skips or whatever. And... Right, right, right. And um, well, what I liked about it too was that they got to the point they talked about it, and also too the internet blew up with memes of of the PS Five, which is funny. The Tower of Sauron. <sighs> I still don't. 
I know. I, I, that one was like the yeah, weakest one. Yeah, I know. One. The, the best ones you like were the, guess what? I got two pieces of paper. Here's my internet router. I already got my PlayStation 5. Where's my Grammy? Those are genius. Yeah, those are genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um... Oh, the one I liked was, you know, you know, which one do you want? Uh, Xbox 360, which is a mini fridge. Or do you want a... No, a, the a, Xbox Series X. Yeah, the Xbox Series X, which is the fridge. And then here's the PS5, which is just a good old-fashioned, like, three-ring binder, <laughs> colored white. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, take your pick. Delicious irony. Um, yeah. So, when it, come, when it comes down to it, this could be the new norm, because remember, the next big conven- uh, gaming convention is going to be the Tokyo Game Show and also um, the one in Germany. Um, Gamescom. Gamescom in yes. Leipzig. Yes. So, I know, like, it's, it's already been stated that that Tokyo Game Show is going to... They're not going to have the physical... Uh, ec- the, the physical... Um, Hold on, let me search event. real quick. I'll, I'll double check. No, like, they're not going to do the whole physical thing. They're going to try to do everything virtually online. Um, they even released a press release on it. I know. I just wanted to see if there's any, you know, updates of, like, you know, hey. Well, yeah. all we know for sure is it'll still be in September. and Yeah. That'll... Practically be it. Yeah, and see, and that's also that will be also be a, an interesting thing too because Tokyo Game Show is kind of one of those shows that it's industry it's it's not industry only event. Oh, they do that. have people going on, but the problem is time difference, huge time difference. Sixteen hours. Yeah. So for for instance, right now as of this uh, recording, it's. Let's call it nine o'clock at night in Tokyo. It's one p.m., but it's the next day. All right. So, so their mornings are midnights. Right. So, with with them trying to do a virtual experience for uh, TGS this year, this would be really good for a lot of a lot of people, especially too for fans that. That can never be able to go to TGS, either because it's too expensive to go over there. You think from or New York to LA, you know, our E our E uh, three example is like like, God damn it, because it's expensive. <laughs> what about the trip from you know New York to New Japan? York to Japan, you have yeah. to. Oosh. Yeah, that's even more. Right, um, but the thing is too is like okay, the world is going to see what makes TGS so special this year from a virtual standpoint. Gamescom, we don't know if Gamescom is going to be virtual or not, but at least we... at, at least we, um, it's going to be um, open as well. And also, too, sometime, I think, in the near future, also, GDC is going to uh, have their conference. But I don't know if they're going to do it in person or they're going to do it virtual. But I know it's coming up soon. Um, so that being said, do you think E3 can learn something from this? The, ES, um, the ESA. The ESA. 
Can they learn something from this? Can they say, okay, this is what we can implement for next year's E3? Or just literally say, you know what? Let's just close up shop. Uh, we, we can't, you know, can, can't compete with this. Or just borrow a couple pages from here and there and just try to, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, history is practically repeating itself. You know, I must bring about... You know the Spanish flu of last century. Mm -hmm. It lasted about what one, two, three years, mm -hmm. because the, the second wave was the most deadliest. Right. And people were taking it, taking it pretty lax, and look what happened. You know, the world was dying at one point. Flash forward a hundred years to what's going on now. I'm hopefully assuming that we now have a means to fight this thing and not have that same similar second loop. And that would hopefully determine um, whether, you know, the ESA is like, all right, let's just do it. You know, you know, obviously, it, it, I'm, hopefully it won't lead to rising costs. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I mean, if we still have to do this uh, physical distancing, for example, mm -hmm. you know, there's gonna, they're going to have to invest in, like, you know, sanitation stations here and there, um, adequate spacing, you know, all that stuff. I don't know, man, because, like... But if, it, but if it's lax enough to maybe 40% of the crowd, well... That's, that's a still a lot. Time. That's yeah. still a lot, because, like, me... Omega Kai and I, we both went to E3 um, during its glory days. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. We, uh, Omega Kai and I, we went during its glory days. When it was good. When it was still good. Um... I think this was when Mortal Kombat 9 was coming. I think when Mortal Kombat 9 was out. It was coming out. No, I think it was already out. And the DLC characters were starting to come out. Yeah. Um, the thing with that is when we went, it's really crowded. Like, when, I'm, and when I mean crowded, I mean very crowded. Um... So if they were to try to do it next year to like oh, okay have it if have it physically returned mm -hmm. I don't think that's possible. I really don't think that's possible. Yeah, it's probably like you know like I said, you know there's you know there could be a cost a rise in cost because you know the businesses are affected, they need to regain that money back. Also, you know like I said, you know provide for sanitation and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um It'll probably be a very different three, E3 that people will not be accustomed to, and they will t see it in a negative light. All right. So, is there anything that E3 can take from this? Seeing all this, well, we... there's there's a dichotomy in this case. You have to you have to take both routes and see where it goes. First, um, if they're gonna if they're gonna do it, you know, like I said, you know, the stations and all that stuff. Um, Prices are going to have to go up to cover those costs, mm -hmm. and possibly for insurance purposes or what have you, blah blah blah. And people are not going to really enjoy it because there's going to be a big fat line. And assuming that forty percent of the whole population going in there is rather generous, well, still they got to accommodate for spacing, and that's that's going to be very tough. Mm -hmm. Which means they're going to have to recruit more people to enforce that, or maybe not. We don't know. That's one side. The other side is you know. The ESA is not going to do another physical E3, 
and IGN possibly will be doing this again. And the only bad thing is, you know, we're not going there in person. Eh. But hey, you, you get to do this in the comfort of your own home. Um, what you got like the PlayStation, you know, the PlayStation Five presentation started at one. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe certain presentations you want to see are conveniently displayed, even though they're most likely tape delayed at a convenient time. Mm-hmm. So you got plenty of time to like, you know, oh, it's at one o'clock. You know, I can I can eat my breakfast and I don't have to worry about like last year's E three, the physical E three. Yeah, you know, like. Oh, the PS presentation's on at like 11, and I'm like, ah, you know? Right. Wake up early, do all that stuff, and skip your breakfast. You don't have to worry about that. Right. And depending on how this coronavirus thing is, most likely um, we'll probably have to see IGN's next year's production of E3 because logically it's, it's going to be like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying it's a bad thing that we're not physically only E3. I mean, it is what it is. But at least, you know, IGN, you know, they did an okay job. And if there's any mistakes, I'm sure they'll correct it. And, uh, you know, next year we'll get to see more games and presentations and stuff. Only difference is it's at a convenient time and you can do it in your pajamas. Right. Um, yeah, I, 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 t- I totally wholeheartedly agree with you on this because... Um, you gotta take the good and the bad. You gotta take the pros and cons and everything like that. Um, now it, it's just that with the 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 ESA, can they rebound from this? Can they learn from their mistakes? Can they say, okay, you know what, we're gonna start from scratch. This is how we're gonna do it, and we're gonna accommodate to both the industry and also the gaming community. Here's how. Do you think they can go that route? Who, uh, the ESA? Yes. Well, you're giving me a probabilistic question, so I can give you a probabilistic answer. Yes, they can. But you have to make sure that there's a necessity and um, sufficiency. I mean, is it necessary? Of course. It, of course. I mean, video games. But the sufficiency... How good can they, um, like let's say they have the ability to copy or maybe do better than IGN. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is, how are they going to do it? Especially since, you know, we don't have any virtual um, um, booths to go to, you know, via your computer. You know? right. they, they haven't done nothing like that. Right. So they're already in a, at, a, at a bad start. But they could possibly learn from what IGN was doing and, and possibly... We'll probably see what's going on with the Tokyo Game Show, and then they'll be like, "Okay, if we're going to be doing this again uh, for next year due to you know the lingering coronavirus, you know, we can still give the people some sort of accessibility and um, join in on the fun somehow. Right. Even though you won't get any swag bags, you won't get to. Well, I guess in the heyday, there's the booth babes, but but also. Um, what wasn't like when you went? Like, mm-hmm. Didn't developers, small time developers, give you like you know little demos or stuff or coupons or or vouchers? Or no, vouchers? no, no. When we went, I'm just saying because you no, will never, you won't be able to get those tidbits physically. They'll just give you a list of codes to redeem. No, no. When uh, Omega Kai and I went, um, we got to meet a lot of the developers. We got to meet a lot of 
the producers, um, a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of them. Uh, I remember we spent the majority of the time at the, uh, <laughs> at the Warner Brothers booth because, um, Mortal Kombat 9 was out and everybody from, um, <laughs> Netherrealm was there. And so we had a great time talking with them and we got to meet with Ed Boon. We got to play, um, with, with the creators and the staff from, from Netherrealm and that was awesome. See, I think that's one of the main things that I think I will miss if they stop doing the physical thing. You get to meet the people in person. You get to meet the people that created these games, to shake their hands, to talk to them, you know, and and you know, pick their brains that way. Yeah, so we'll probably want to do a Q and A session, but it's doable via you know applications like Zoom or whatever. Right. But there could be an issue of security breach and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. so that could be problematic. And and the worst part is, you know, you're one guy trying to ask answer questions that uh, maybe. The whole rest of the freaking world wants to ask. Mm-hmm. No matter how dumb the question is, you got to deal with it. But there's that traffic of internet. Yeah, I can see why the, you know, physical communication is much more better than digital communication. Yeah, and then another thing too is the booths. The booths were were really something. Cause um. The Sony booth that we went over there was like really big, really huge, but really chic and posh. And then Microsoft had theirs. They were really, they were slick, professional. Nintendo, well, you know, just being Nintendo, just showed up and did Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And but then not only that too, but you also see the uh, like developers. You saw the Namco Bandai. We saw THQ when they were still alive. You know, we got to see uh, Koi Tecmo, uh, a lot of the Japanese companies, a lot of the European companies, a lot of the American companies, and whenever whatever was like the hot new game that was going to come out, they had they kind of their booth kind of had a theme around it, and it was pr- it was really awesome. And another thing too was like the demos, the demos, the demos, the demos, the demos, the demos. The demos. Um, no one gave out any demos this time around, did they? I don't know, but no, no, they did, they did, they did have demos online virtually that people could look at and stuff like that. But when, but but at physical E three, um, now we got to like I said back to Mortal Kombat, uh, we got to play with the DLC characters before they got released. Mm. We got to toy with them, and not only that too, but I remember. Um, Warhammer 40k the Space Marine game Mm. got to play it there before the actual demo was released to the public and that was awesome and I was like oh this is really great and everything Um, and Skullgirls we got I remember we got to play Skullgirls before the public got to see the demos before the public got to play the demos and everything like that and I fell in love with Skullgirls because it looked so awesome. And the thing was, too, if it wasn't for going to E3, I would have never fell in love with that game. Because uh, Omega Kai and I, we played it. They had arcade sticks. We we were there for a lot, about a good hour playing it. 
And I remember the only four characters that they had available to play was uh, Philia, Peacock. Was it Philia, Peacock, Parasol, and Cerebella? We were being the crap out of each other, and we actually had people huddling around us, seeing uh, seeing us playing this. And even the people um, at the booth, they were like, you know, oh, do you guys know what this game is? And we're just like, you know, just being the crap out of each other, just putting up a show, but having a good time with it. And they're just like, you know, ah, you know, and we're and I remember saying to myself, you know, this game is going to be a really great fighting game. And it turned out to be a really great fighting game. And it's those little things that I I miss from the physical point that I think a lot of people are going to miss is, you know, discovering the next big thing or discovering the next cult classic game. Trying them out. The, the communication, the the, com- the camaraderie, and the sheer love and passion of, of, of what makes the, the uh, gaming great. Um, that and also, uh, a lot of the, uh, the swag was, the swag was alright, the swag was pretty cool, but it was other things that I remember that was really fun. When the Wii U started to come out, when the, when the, when the, when Nintendo introduced the Wii U, we got to try it. Didn't like it, but I got to try it. Um... They they had arcade machines there, got to do that. We got there was um, a retro art. There was like a retro art uh, thing, like a, like an art museum there. Got to see that there, and it was a traveling one too. You know, we got to see that. Um, a lot of PC games that were demoed there. Ninety no, let me take that back. A good 70% of them never got to see the Day of Light. Either they got canceled or just like... We'll just put it on the back burner until we figure out how it works. Like 70% of those games never got to see the Day of Light. I got to see them there. Mm. So, it's that. That's one of the things I think I would miss if E3 does to decide to never do a physical show ever again and just go 100% digital. That's a shame, but you are saving a lot of money doing it digital. You are saving a lot of money doing it digital. Doesn't cost a dime to do a group chat, a video group chat call. And for people to sit down at home watching it like you said, the comfort of their own home. They could be in their PJs and have a bowl of cereal and just watch a presentation on the comfort of their tele on the comfort of their telephone, the comfort of their television, or on their laptop or their tablet or whatever the favorite device that they like to watch stuff on. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be kind of hard to beat. Of course, especially since you get to play with the new toys before they ever come out. Yeah, see? Or maybe they'll never come out, but you get to play with them. Yeah. That's why I asked you um, for this year's uh, quote, unquote, E3, but IGN, was there any uh, demos, you know, PlayStation Code, blah, 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 you can demo this, you can demo that. 
or with Microsoft. You demo coded it for for demo this, demo that. No, there wasn't any that I saw in the presentations and stuff like that. A lot of them were just showing off. Okay, coming soon. You could put it like there's like those like either kind of coming soon. Um, there were reveal trailers, a lot of reveal trailers, mm-hmm. a lot of update trailers for what's coming up for said games for for said game. A uh, good example of that was uh, the Fantasy Star Online 2 update trailer where they're bringing one of the uh, the episode 4 or episode 3 to the American servers. And at the end of the trailer you said, oh, for Xbox Live, Microsoft Store, and more PC uh, availability. So I was like, okay, that's great, but what about everyone else? And it's coming in August, so. Um, but we didn't. But I didn't see any that was like, okay, it, you could download the demo now, or you could. It, it was mostly just showing off what's to come, what's going to have a release date, or this is a new IP. So. But 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 all in all, I think when it comes to the end of the day, should E three come back next year? Yeah, maybe they should. But will they learn anything from this year? I would say eighty twenty. Twenty percent, no. 80%, yeah, maybe they must have learned a thing or two. Not a whole lot. For me, it's just like, you know, you give them 50 great ideas. Out of the 50, they'll just like, uh, maybe three of them look pretty good we can try to do next year. Maybe four. So. Alright, so last thoughts. Do you think this whole digital frontier of doing presentations and stuff like that, um, it, or as I call them, you know, the quote-unquote Nintendo Directs uh, style of presentation, will this be the new norm now, going forward? Well, eventually it might come to that, but people still want to go, and they're going to hard to keep that sort of thing so right now I'd have to say no but due to our present circumstances well we're probably going to be seeing maybe more of it mm-hmm. it's not the new norm until the you know the full year passed right and if they're doing it again and then they'll announce they'll do it again the following year then then yes it might be becoming the new norm mm-hmm. yeah but of course we're all you know, animals of this planet, yes, humans are animals as well, and there's going to be, you know, the new norm is going to turn into something to, something people are going to learn to hate. True. Because, you know, humans are social animals, you know, we have to go in groups. I mean, you know, there's some people who are going to, like, can't, they can't stand, like, you know, being confined and they want to go out. And considering, you know, if he, he would, would actually come back, they're willing to risk their health to go. 
for the sake of that base primitive social ability that you know we developed throughout uh, our the history of our species so um but you know we got to learn how, we we got to learn how to adapt to this all right okay and with that being said thank you guys so much for listening to the show this week i hope you guys had a great time listening to us uh, debating about this and uh reminiscing a little bit um at least you got to go <laughs> when, when when was this what 2009 uh, man, i don't know yeah I, I remember like i said it was it was in its no no I, no no i remember i, I was uh, still an undergrad and and at that time what june yeah Finals, finals week. They yeah. They sucked. Yeah. So, memories. Uh, all right. So, thank you guys so much for listening to us. I hope you guys have, you guys have a great time. If you have any more, que- if you have any, have any questions or if, or any ideas or anything that you'd like us to talk about, uh, don't hesitate to find us on Twitter, Facebook. Um, go to our website, ccandtnr.com. Um, send us a hi. Send us a wave. Send us anything. Until then, I am Captain Cats. And I am We Are Cats. Alright, hope you guys have a great time. Stay safe out there, wear a mask, keep your physical distancing out there. Wash your hands. Yeah, and treat and treat everyone with love and respect out there, folks. You know, it's things are getting a little hectic out there, but you know, treat if you treat someone with a little bit of respect, they'll treat you with a little bit of respect back and everybody wins. Until then, take care, have a good one. See you guys next week. Yo ho.